0: People I don't know doing whack shit to me, that makes me, like, almost more upset than somebody that I know. You know what I mean? Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel
2: Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In
0: case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Don't tell me how to live. Huh? Just sit and putter. Okay. Life's candy, and the sun's a ball of butter. Is this a musical theater reference? Hello Gorgeous.
2: Oh my god, yeah, the Hello Gorgeous, I think, really, really confirmed for me that this is a musical theater reference. What are we quoting now?
0: We are quoting Funny Girl. Specifically, mm. I'm doing the impression Lea Michelle is about to do, which is a non-Jewish woman doing a Barbra Streisand imitation of a famously <laughs> Jewish woman on Broadway because Lea Michelle is taking over for Beanie Feldstein in Funny Girl on Broadway.
2: So many of our listeners asked us about this, knowing we just had to cover it because not only did we do a previous deep dive into Leah Michelle's internet history, but questionable also
0: literacy <laughs> capabilities.
2: <laughs> Whether or not she'll be able to read the script for Funny Girl, she probably doesn't need to. She's probably had to memorize since she was six. Yeah, right?
0: I. She has been marching that band out and beating her drum for many, many a year at this point, and it is finally her turn at bat, sir.
2: So the Gleeks that I follow seem to think this is a big deal.
0: But as the Broadway um, expert genius... This is a relativity thing, but there are only two of us in this room. So yes, <laughs> if your options are me or Rachel, I am a Broadway expert. Is this a big deal? Uh, yes, no, yes, no. Mm. So the short version of this story is Beanie Feldstein was cast, everyone was very excited. And then mm. it opens. yeah. And I I wanna put in a bucket that being Barbara Streisand is a one woman job. It's Barbara's. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can have it. Uh but it does make for very large shoes to fill. And mm-hmm. speaking only from my own opinion, no hate, no shade to anyone involved, I did uh pay real American dollars and see the show. It wasn't great. Yeah. So I in my I would say half Broadway
2: world in that I live in New York and I am around a lot of people who enjoy Broadway. I don't normally see reviews for shows. (laughs) It doesn't normally come across my timeline. These
0: did because they were brutal uh, with a capital B and that (laughs) rhymes with P and that stands for pool. We've now moved over to Music Man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the reviews were very, very brutal. And I think. The line I'm going to fall back on here today in this recasting news is that many things can be true at (laughs) once. Broadway recasts are not all that frequent, but they happen. Historically, they happen to big people. The reason it happens is because you want to keep making money if you're a producer on one of these shows. So that can be true. Beanie Feldstein can be a delightful, funny person who simply does not have the voice. That can be true. Uh, people can be lightly veiling fat phobia in their critiques of her. Although I think if you cannot uncouple someone saying she can't sing <laughs> with the thought that oh, that's code for fat phobia, like seek help. Perhaps
2: take up a critical comprehension class. Um, would you suggest that perhaps Beanie does not have? the range.
0: I would suggest that. I would also say that uh, Leah Michelle is a uh, reported bully racist terror. And uh, you don't have to take my word for that. Uh, Take Samantha Ware. Samantha was uh, Leah Michelle's classmate i mean i guess they were in school co-star on glee and where is the actor who has made these allegations against Leah michelle she also tweeted this week uh sort of vague tweeting but we all know what it was about after the casting news came out in a tweet that boils down to how broadway upholds whiteness and how it's painful to witness this uh so that's true all of these things are true at once you know what's actually not true ultimately what Leah michelle's not actually taking the role
2: I'm sorry. I definitely saw a casting (laughs) announcement today. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Okay, that is true. Leah Michelle is actually taking the role. But this dancer and TikTok star I've followed since the pandemic, Megan Bowen, has been doing this great bit on TikTok for the past few weeks. She's at Megan Bowen underscore underscore. And the bit is this she claims that she is the Beanie Feldstein replacement and she will not relent. So she's gaslighting us. Yes, but it's like a funny gaslighting. And honestly, <laughs> if I'm going to be gaslit, which that's every day I wake up and open mm-hmm. an app in this economy, this is... It this... might as well be fun. Yes. So last week, Megan posted a video to her TikTok announcing that she had landed the role. Storytime on how I booked Fanny Bryce on Broadway over Leah Michelle. Obviously, Beanie's run was going to be limited. And I told my agents from the get-go of this, like, revival that I wanted to be in this show. And I told them, I was like, when Beanie leaves... I want to be considered to understudy or take over the role. Okay, I'm obviously this is a them, joke, but the thing like, is, obviously- very real theater message boards started running with it. Oh, so, no. like Reddit, for example, and I don't know if you spend any time on theater message boards. They're they're the bad place. <laughs> Did you
2: just ask me if I spend any time on theater message boards?
0: The theater message boards are when people are talking about how poorly Beanie has been treated throughout this run. We're largely talking about cyberbully keyboard warrior types. And those same people <laughs> Which is believed why I this this shouldn't put any stock in the mean
1: things they say because they also
0: <laughs> believed uh, that Megan Bowen was going to be the new Fanny Bryce. And uh, wow. Megan posted a video with a few of those screenshots from the Reddit posts. To be very clear, not everyone who has seen these TikToks fell for it or believed it. But there were a fair number, like more than you'd expect of people in the comments being like, wait, but is this real?
2: This is why I say the thin line between manifestation and delusion is just PR. You really do say
0: that a lot. (laughs) You've tweeted it at least twice. At least, and then retweeted it another time. (laughs) So then on Sunday, the Funny Girl Productions' Twitter account posts the tweet, stay tuned, gorgeous, with an image featuring the text, stay tuned for exciting casting announcements coming tomorrow at 1 p.m. EST. And this has been a known thing. Beanie Feldstein, it had been announced that she was going to leave the show in September, as is Jane Lynch, mm. and that's how Sue sees it, and there was going to be a replacement. But turns out Beanie is departing even sooner. I hope she's moving on to something book smart-esque. <laughs> Me too. And as soon as that news broke, though, Megan was on her TikTok packing... I believe, for a trip to New York City. And in between that announcement (laughs) and the news from Monday, she started making jokes about how she was filling in for Beanie, not Leah. She posted this video with the screenshots of her Insta story documenting all her fans who are jokingly predicting this casting announcement. And then she updated her Instagram bio to be like, I'll see you at 1 p.m. And she posted a Photoshop tweet from Playbill. That read Broadway oh. newcomer Megan Bowen to star as Fanny Rice after Beanie Feldstein's
2: departure. My God, some people should not have access to Photoshop.
0: I just I love a commitment to a bit. It very much <laughs> reminds me of when we had the Brigham Young virginity club guy on the show, and <laughs> he would just not listen, not admit. When
2: you talk about commitment to a bit, BYU virgin has it covered. <laughs> like we all are with the ways of the Lord. <laughs> Amen.
0: So, since the real <laughs> Leah Michelle news has broken, Megan Bowen has since posted a video with the glee recap music. You know. <laughs>
2: Is this a well-known <laughs> bit of
1: music?
0: It is in my head. Uh, <laughs> so she's got this glee recap music playing. There's a screenshot explaining how this whole bit started and played out. It's been a lot of fun. If Megan's not careful, um, look, we just know how Leah Michelle treats people she doesn't like.
2: Yeah, Megan, I would I would watch my back, and also if you have any wigs, I would be careful of them.
0: <sighs> All to say, happy trails to Beanie Feldstein. Congratulations on your engagement. I will continue to spend my hard-earned dollars on truly whatever you're in next.
2: And that's it for being. And that's how Sue sees it. And that's how Sue sees it. Do you know what that is? No.
0: Nope. Wait, <laughs> didn't you watch Glee?
2: No. Oh.
0: At all? <laughs> no. Never? Never. Sorry, wait. I don't think I'd ever have an intrusive thought if I hadn't watched Glee. What's it like in your
2: brain? <laughs> my intrusive thought is all just related to Tumblr. <laughs>
0: I can't believe you haven't seen Glee. I just, it passed me by. I've heard a lot of the Uh, covers. uh, mm. Uh, Rachel, there's like 10,000. That's impossible. We're fighting now.
2: Well, I guess this is how we announce the breakup.
0: (laughs) Uh, Better yet, we'll use it as a transition because today on the show, we actually are talking about just that, internet fights.
2: We are going to get all into the various beefs that are happening online right now. The word beef will be said a lot over the next half hour. (laughs) It's what's for dinner. You know, apologies.
0: So what beefs do we have on
2: deck? First up in the beef stew that we've got cooking Ew, for dinner stew. is the drama that's still playing out between Doja Cat and Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp, which apologies for that unintentional rhyme. And then we'll be getting into Cardi B's latest fight with none other than The Shade Room. And look at the long, sordid history of The Shade Room's legacy because my God, is that a monster?
0: All of that after a short break.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: And we're back. Okay, so like you said before the break, Doja Cat and Lord Farqua- I mean, sorry, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things are beefing.
2: Don't call my sweet son Lord Farquaad. Okay, we will tweet the picture and no one will (laughs) deny me the right to refer
0: to (laughs) this kid as Lord Farquaad. He just had a really like bowl cut wig in uh, one of those seasons there.
2: It was, I think he still has that haircut to be completely honest in the show. But every time I see him, I just tear up a little bit because my God has Will been through a lot on Stranger Things. But that's not what we're talking about. Doja Cat is, um, pressed, angry. That Noah, who is kind of a shit poster online if you follow him, he, he decided to post a TikTok featuring screenshots of a DM that she sent him where she basically asked him to be a little Cupid and connect her with his co-star, Joseph Quinn, who is currently playing Eddie Munson in the newest season of Stranger Things. There's a lot of names in that sentence, <laughs> so we're going to rewind a <laughs> tiny
0: bit. Uh, Rachel, you are right. There is a lot going on. Um, So we're going to... That's a pretty good rewind noise. I, I was impressed. Hey, you listen to Missy Elliott many a time.
2: <laughs> All right. So last week, Doja Cat, singer, songwriter, rapper, DM'd Noah Schnapp on Instagram. We're gonna we're gonna act out the exchange because why not? Let's have fun. You're gonna play <laughs> Noah Madison, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm Doja Cat. Noah, can you tell Joseph to HMU? Hit me up for the old people in the audience. Wait, no. Does he have a GF?
0: Lamau, <laughs> slide into his
2: DMs. <laughs> IDK is IG or Twitter. He doesn't have a DM to
0: slide in. Copies and paste links to Joseph's IG. Right here, ma'am. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the ma'am. The ma'am is so funny cuz it's really like elder here's the link to his instagram that is publicly accessible
0: well and elder is a good way to get us to the question i had which is how
2: old is noah uh 17 i believe okay
0: so, what you're saying is, you're not surprised that this teen screenshotted and posted a private chat with a famous person, given that he um, is an excellent shit poster.
2: Yeah, no, he, in the way that anybody under the age of 18 is, it's not even like you are a shit poster, you're just born that way.
0: <laughs> okay, so what happens next?
2: Doja did not take this well. After this TikTok, which is, by the way, now deleted. Doja also took to TikTok, but specifically TikTok Live, and Mm. posted this reply. Keep in mind, Noah is a 17-year-old
0: child. That Noah did that, like
1: went and posted a
0: private conversation between me and him, is
1: so unbelievably like socially unaware and whack and like... You know what I mean? Like,
0: that's like borderline snake shit. Like, that's like... Yeah, that seems like a reasonable response for sure. Mm -hmm. And definitely not like something you put in a text message to a friend. The friend not being Noah. No, like an adult friend. So then you don't put it on the internet. Look, I will say, this missed my feed, and so I got it all headlined secondhand, and so my Mm. creep brain immediately went to that she was trying to pick up him. No. So this is better... This is better. But it is weird that she wanted this teenage kid to help hook her up with another adult. It is
2: quite strange. It's the weirdest version of Tinder I've ever heard of. Yeah. I would like for Doja not to be involved in this. Also, I would like for Doja, who is a meme queen, a connoisseur of the internet, to have the ability to search the web for this man's Instagram, (laughs) which is once again... Publicly
0: accessible. This also just seems like kind of par for the course with the Stranger Things kids. You know, we talk a lot, you and I specifically, we have talked a lot about the sexualization of Millie Bobby Brown. We had an episode at the end of February of this year about her turning 18. And this just feels Mm -hmm. kind of like a continuation of how these children have been treated like they are adults since, you know, Barb died at the bottom of the pool. Sorry.
2: God damn it.
0: Dosha, please, leave the children alone. Consider auditioning to replace Leah Michelle in Funny Girl. Can you imagine? I can. Can you imagine? Immediate
2: special Tony Award. Well, while I'm imagining Doja Cat doing a Barbra and impression, we're going to move on to the next internet beef.
0: So we're not actually done with Places That Won't Leave Children Alone today because, as Rachel also mentioned before the break, we are going to talk about Cardi B and The Shade Room. Which, if you have spent any time on the internet, you know. I am honestly shocked that we've managed to go
2: 16 months without mentioning the Shade Room on this podcast. It has come
0: up many times in meetings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and each time, I think we're like, mm, who's wrestling that bear with both hands? <laughs> it's me! Buckle up, bitches! Because on Sunday, the Shade Room posted a video of Cardi's daughter, Culture's fourth birthday party. That's Culture with a K, not... Lisa with an S goes, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cardi then reasonably DM the shade room and also posted a comment saying, "Yo, take my child off your fucking page. She's an infant." When no response came, Cardi was like, "You know what? I have been shadow banned." Which
0: Cardi, it's not real, but okay, I respect. Look, the the uh, the impetus, the catalyzing event here is totally good. Like yes. mm-hmm. at this point in the story, Cardi B is so in the right. I'm like, yeah. Skywrite it.
2: What's kind of wild is Cardi B remains in the right throughout this. So Cardi takes to Twitter, which I don't know if you have followed Cardi on Twitter, but Cardi's Twitter presence is just chef's kiss. Absolutely crazy. She took to Twitter and told the shade room, delete my child off y'all page. And that Reasonable was, request. And, that was the and Internet, that's right? the end of the yep, story. Yep. Goodbye. Wrapped up. Goodbye. No. um, Her tweets which have since been deleted, continue from delete my child off your page to... Because my thing is, okay, you only post negative content about me. Cool. No biggie. Got me blocked from commenting on their page. Okay, cool. But please don't post my child on y'all funny-ish. I don't want to be old self, but just leave me alone. That is Rachel doing a verbatim reading. (laughs) Which Cardi's like, don't make me go back to my ways. Take my child off your page. The Shade Room... Does not, because the shade room is the shade room. And they replied on Twitter from their verified Twitter account, you're not blocked from commenting. Please stop the lies. Lies is in all caps. We are only addressing your comment on negative content. We didn't bring up your daughter. And you called me asking why we don't post your family. Lie again, and I'll
0: put out the receipts. Ugh, God. Screenshots have never helped anyone ever. We should all just stop DMing.
2: I mean... (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Importantly, we're not just talking about screenshots at this point. We're also talking about a recording of a phone call that Cardi had recorded with somebody from the Shade Room. The Shade Room's Twitter account keeps trying to get her to post. And she's like, no. And finally, she tweets, you know what? Let's handle this like adults. Angie, let's get on the phone. That is referring to the Shade Room founder, Angelica Nwandu. We're going to talk a lot about her because Angie is a complicated and fascinating (laughs) figure.
0: So things are calmed. The
2: tweets are gone. As calmed as it gets. Because after this, most of the posts surrounding the spat have been deleted and it seems pretty resolved, which makes me think that Angie and Cardi did have a phone did, call in fact, that uh, we will never hear. Yeah. Um but this isn't even her first fight with the Shade Room. This isn't this definitely isn't the shade room's first fight with the celebrity. Cardi's beef with The Shade Room goes back to 2018, when she took to Instagram to criticize the blog, Instagram, Twitter account, monster. Enterprise. (laughs) Evil Enterprise (laughs) for posting about Cardi and her sister. But Cardi is specifically pointing to something that we're going to talk about a lot, which is the toxicity of the comment section Mm -hmm. on the shade room. In 2019, Cardi goes off to the shade room again for highlighting the negative news about her husband offset. And Cardi's kind of issue with the shade room is that they don't ever post positive news about her. They don't ever
0: offset the negative with the... It was right there. I haven't said Cardi beef yet. Except you just did so... (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that happens, isn't it? So...
2: This is not Cardi's first tangle with the shade room. This is not the last rodeo. This is probably gonna happen again. Because the thing about the shade room is they're messy as fuck. They are the messiest enterprise on the internet besides maybe Bossip.
0: I uh, yeah, no lies detected. <laughs> if you know
2: anything about the shade room, the next dust will probably come.
0: It's already happening. It's honestly
2: probably brewing in a comment section somewhere. But maybe you're one of those people out there who don't know what the shade room is. And if that's you, where do you live? And also, I'm so sorry because we're about to pop that little bubble that you live in.
0: We're going to take a quick break so that uh, Rachel can frantically scribble down some more of our listeners' addresses. Um, Yes, where do you live? Uh, And we'll be back to talk more about the shade room in just a few.
2: If you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. And most importantly, you'll be supporting the incredible work that me and Madison do every single week for y'all. Slate Plus helps keep this show going. You'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like the incredible new season of Slowburn, Amicus. Mom and Dad are Fighting, The Waves, and Big Moon, Little Moon. You'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash plus. And we're back in the Shade Room with The riffraff. Madison puts on audience surrogate hat. Rachel, what is The Shade Room? (laughs) Thank you, news announcer Malone Kircher. (laughs) The Shade Room is, I guess the best word is gossip blog, though that doesn't really denote how big of a deal it is. It was started in 2014 by the aforementioned Angelica Nwandu. And it first appeared on Instagram, and that is where its biggest audience is. Mm -hmm. It later expanded to their own website, but the website is kind of like, you know when you Google, like, what time do the fireworks start, and you get, like, a random website (laughs) that has, like, 75 ads on it, and the answer is, like, down near the ad that's like... What
0: day is the 4th of July? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's very much like you're going to get an ad that's like, doctors don't want you to know about this weight loss tip. (laughs) That's what the website looks like. Okay. So, like, so it's mostly the Instagram. But over the years, the Instagram and the website, I guess, has grown to become this, like, hub to find, like, news and gossip about, like, mostly black celebrities and culture. They tend, they, they'll they go into other things. They've definitely covered Jeffree Star, which, how can you avoid it? I
0: can't tell if that's better or worse. Okay, the one thing I do know, it's not the only thing, but a, a factoid I do have about The Shade Room to offer is that the fandom is known as roommates, which I love. And they were roommates. History will say they were roommates.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They currently have almost 27 million roommates on Instagram. It's really kind of a repost factory, right? It, it's a content aggregation website. Sorry, a content aggregation Instagram because the website Instagram
0: is... slash website.
2: <laughs> Instagram slash... I really would like to just say the website is shit. It has the worst interface I've ever seen. But it is mostly a content aggregation factory where they will take a statement or a video or a post made by someone else, post it on their feed, and then ask thoughts. The Just the phrase thoughts question mark sends a chill down my spine (laughs) because i know what i'm in for and it is just fuckery of the highest notion okay so in an interview in 2020 the founder nwandu said this is how she describes it the shade room is like going to your auntie's house on the holidays and the whole family's there some people are going to talk about who's pregnant who's getting married who got a divorce everything is exposed Everything is on the table and everyone's got an opinion. That is not what my family reunion is like. I would just like to say that right now.
0: I just, the internet was a mistake.
2: (laughs) So the idea of this site is basically like anything is up for grabs. We have no filter. We're just asking questions. It is like the just asking (laughs) questions of a gossip blog.
0: (laughs) You've obviously illuminated a little bit of the, uh, issues here the potential criticisms one could make of the shade room what are uh, yours oh
2: god every single one i just don't really fuck with the philosophy that you can be a platform that just amplifies things and that you have no responsibility as the amplifier mm-hmm. Like, I just hate the idea that you can be a neutral microphone for somebody. That's
0: not how microphones work. Especially not in the gossip space. Also, so you mentioned that they have 27 million followers on Instagram, which is, we talk about, you know, punching up, punching down when it comes to celebrities. And, like, many of these posts are about extremely famous people. Cardi B. Nicki Minaj. Extreme, more famous than The Shade Room. Yes. But that's not always the case about their subjects that Mm -hmm. The Shade Room is posting about. And also, frankly... The millions of followers who follow Cardi B are not there because they are like teeth gnashing ready to like Mm -hmm. feast on the beef. Yes.
2: Importantly, the Shade Room, as we previously alluded to, loves to post celebrity children who more than anybody else they go after should have no place on this Instagram. And... If you look at the Shade Room comments on quite literally anything, you will find, just just pick an ism and you'll find it. Racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, general fuckery. (laughs) It's all there. Back in 2020, when Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, came out, she became a target content piece for the Shade Room. So they posted rapper Boozy Badass making this hate-filled screed about Zaya. Yes, this was already public. Yes, this is already out there. However, they reposted this. Okay, great. This.
0: So it's not the violence that would be outing a trans person. It's just, you know, your regular run-of-the-mill transphobia.
2: And importantly, their caption simply read, hashtag boozy has a few things to say. Uh, this uh, is a very common tactic of the shade room where they will share some kind of bigoted comment with the caption, X, Y, and Z has something to say. And the idea is... We're just sharing it.
0: Right. It's the the YouTube, we're just a platform argument. Mm-hmm.
2: And like clockwork, the comments fill up with hate speech and terrible things, which in the case of Zaya was targeted against a child who I believe is under the age of, like, 15. No one should be a target of this kind of hate speech, but Zaya is a child. I hate this. And the shade room... Continue to post Zaya on an almost daily basis back in 2020 because it was guaranteed engagement. Because as we often say, a hate click is the same as a regular click. They will frame these posts as like just boosting other people's arguments or sparking a debate. And a recent example of this is the Shade Room shared a tweet that read, I'm not gonna lie, when you bitches talk about colorism, remember to mention how a lot of dark-skinned girls have a weird hatred for light-skinned women for no reason. And as you can imagine, the debate was a nuanced discussion about the difference between structural impression and interpersonal dynamics about someone hating you versus being denied a job. No, it was a bunch of people being like, yeah, fuck you, dark skinned bitches. And it's like, what? <laughs> uh,
0: I'd like to take this moment to say, Rachel, thoughts? <laughs> My thought is shut it all down. Nuke it. <laughs> so does Angie to have anything to say about sort of this very classic framing? Oh Madison, you're gonna love this. Am I gonna I don't think I'm guys, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna
2: love it. You're gonna love this. No, it's just so she, she told Buzzfeed, why should we stop talking about the LGBT community simply because our audience is homophobic? <coughs> don't they deserve to be represented in media? Which is <sighs> ugh, like saying homophobia is over if you want it why should we stop subjecting queer people to violent hate don't they deserve to be represented this is not the representation
0: anyone asked for angie (laughs) The thing that we cannot overstate, and I think, Rachel, you've done a really good job laying out here, is the Shade Room's reach, like, the long arms of the Shade Room, undeniable. They are a huge player in the gossip space. Like, you can't talk about modern-day Dumois Mm -hmm. without drawing a line right back to the Shade Room.
2: I mean, they've broken news They've gotten exclusive access to celebrities. The one that always crosses my mind is, for some reason, Wendy Williams gave them an exclusive interview at some point. Of course
0: she did. I, it, it's just the perfect That woman understands the internet better than any celebrity. Her
2: YouTube channel getting deleted is like a burning of the Library of Alexandria, and I will hear nothing different. Barack Obama collabed with the Shade Room in a Get Out the Vote post in September 2020. That is how big the Shade Room is. <laughs> I just want to let you know. But their popularity and reach is almost entirely due to the community they've created on Instagram of 27 million people who are just armed and ready to view other people's kids' sexualities and lives as fodder for debate. And I don't know, man. I think, once again, we should nuke the shade room. I think that's what Martin Luther King would have wanted, to be completely honest. I think they're setting us back.
0: Once again, that was Rachel Hampton, (laughs) my (laughs) co-host. I guess the real world option, the non-nuclear option. (laughs) There is no non-nuclear option. This is a pact of aggression. (laughs) The metaphorical non-nuclear option. It sounds like they could maybe turn off the comments section on if they're not going to stop posting about children.
2: They could, but then they won't get as much engagement. They understand activating an audience against a specific cultural target is the best thing you can do to get your followers up.
0: You know, this does kind of bring us back to Funny Girl.
2: I would like to see you make that connection right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just saying, the Shade Room could make some really excellent Leah Michelle, <laughs> Beanie Feldstein drama content. I'm just imagining the Shade
2: Room audience responding to the rumor that Leah Michelle shitted in somebody's wig. Thoughts? All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It's the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss us discussing an Instagram account that deserves to be nuked off this planet. Please leave a rating and review on an Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell your roommates about us. You can follow us on Twitter at pod, which is also you can DM us your questions. And you can always drop us a note at icyymindslate.com.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and me, Madison Malone Kircher. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or on Broadway. Have you seen that commercial? What did you just say? Beef, it's what's for dinner commercial. No. Man, you really do just look at me and (laughs) nod when I say things, and I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.